wants to be talking, he's told you a little bit about me. Uh, Psalm 139 is our passage for today. Psalm 139. Psalm 139. Psalm 139. All right. Uh, if you're ready for me to read, say go. Okay, some people are still waiting. So I'm going to wait for all of you. Psalm 139. If you're ready, say go. You have searched me, Lord, and you know me. You know, when I sit down and when I rise up, you perceive my thoughts from afar. You discern my going out and my lying down. You're familiar with all my ways. Everybody say all. all. Everybody say all. all. Louder, all. all. He's familiar with all my ways. Before a word is on my tongue, you, Lord, know it completely. You have me in behind and before, and you lay your hand upon me. Such knowledge, O oh God, is too wonderful for me, too lofty for me to attain. Verse 7, where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go to the heavens, you are there. If I make my bed in the depths, you are there. If I rise on the wings of the dawn, if I settle on the far side of the sea, even there your hand will guide me, your right hand will hold me fast. If I say, surely the darkness will hide me, and, if, and the light become night around me. Even though the darkness will not be dark to you, the night will shine like the day, for darkness is as light to you. Verse 13, for you created me in my innermost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that fully well. My frame was not hidden from you. When I was made in the secret, when I was woven together in the depths of the earth. You, God, you saw my own form body. All the days of my life were written in your book before one of them came to be. How precious to me are your thoughts, God. Pastor James, why are you out? The exclamation mark over there. That's why I'm yelling. How vast is the sum of them. Were I to count them, they would number the grains of the sand. When I'm awake, I'm still with you. If you, God, would slay the wicked away from me, you who are bloodthirsty, they speak of you, God, with evil intent. Your adversaries, your enemies, the bad people, misuse your name. Do I not hate those who hate you, Lord, and abhor those who in rebellion against you, who are in rebellion against you? I have nothing but hatred for them. I count them mine. Enemies, search me, O oh God. Know my heart. Test me. And know my anxious thoughts that keep me awake at night. See if there's any offensive way in me. And lead me into the way of Alaska. Let's talk to the author of Scripture. So, Heavenly Father, we, we thank you because your word is real. Your word is inspired. Your word gives us life. It gives us correction. 
gives us encouragement. It gives us uh, gas when we feel like giving up, when we are done, and we want to quit on our marriage, on our kids, on our job, on our lives, or when we want to move out of the south side and run away to the suburbs because it's crazy. Um, but then when we open the Bible and we, 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 we learn that you are still in charge, we learn that you are not having a heart attack, this didn't take you surprised, you're not freaking out about Chicago, you know everything that's going on in the world, you know about Donald Trump becoming president. You didn't wake up and go, oops, that's, uh, you're not freaking out in heaven about 762 people who got killed in Chicago this year. You're not freaking out about the economy. You are large and in charge. And we bless you because you are awesome. There is no one like you. So this morning, as your servants, you know how jacked up and messed up I am. So I need you, Lord, to give me clarity of thought and uh, the, the humblest of heart to communicate your truth to, this, to your people so that they'll be encouraged, so that they'll be challenged. So if there's someone here who doesn't know you, they'll take one step closer to redemption, that we will all become, that we will see Jesus as Precious more at the end of today. So use us today, oh God. Speak to us today. Um, have mercy on us, oh God, because we need it. In Jesus' name we pray. Everybody said, Amen. You may be seated in God's house. Pastor Brad, thank you so much for having me. I love you. Uh, you are my brother from another mother. It's good to have a white guy move into the south side and know that you are getting it done. You are killing it. So bless you. It's good to be here. Thank you so much. Glad to have you. And uh, I'm a recovering pastor's kid. That means I was raised in a pastor's home. So my favorite heroes in the world are pastor's wives. I think you guys are awesome. So um, you are amazing. Bless you. In the, in the black church, we call you first lady for a reason, okay? So bless you. It's so good to be here. All right. Are you glad to be in God's house today? Say amen. amen. So yesterday, um, sitting at my house, checking out my apartment that I rent. I live in Inglewood on the south side on 59th and Justine. I'm sitting there and I'm thinking, I need to get out of Chicago. And then I get a tweet because I get, um, like you, I'm addicted to, insta to uh, technology. So I get a tweet and I looked at my tweet and I don't have kids to make me feel guilty of looking at my phone every 20 minutes. And I don't have a wife to tell me, honey, pay attention to me. Uh, I just live by myself. So one of the, I don't have someone to calm, hold me accountable about social media. So I looked at my tweet and it said, 700 people were killed in Chicago this year. Think about it. 700. So I followed the tweet and I looked on the article and I looked at them and 80% of them looked like me. And I thought, man, this is really bad. This is horrible. And I started thinking, and I said, okay, okay, so what, what? I said, okay, this can't, be, this can't be a joke. Because this past Thursday, Tuesday, I had 20 more people working in the room, and I got a text message that somebody got short shut in the apartment homework. So they started freaking out, right? And they started freaking out because they didn't want to walk home because they didn't know they were going to get right? Right on the 
Now go deep, so stay with me. He says, what comes into our mind when we think about God is the most important thing about us. Because it reveals everything about us. Say that again, Pastor. I didn't say it. It's only true. He says, listen. When you think about God, whatever you think about God, it's the most important thing you want to do everything you do. And so it's very important that every so often, at least once a month, you stop and think. You do what? You want stop and what? Think. About God. Because you and I live in a culture that is trying to make us believe that our God is small, irrelevant, out of place, all concerned about what's going on in the world. Technology convinces us that we are totally charged because we have more information. We have the illusion of supremacy. The illusion of sovereignty. The illusion because I can sit here and send a message to everybody here, my family, I'm in Nigeria, in the, in the country of Nigeria, can see a text message. And I can think that I know everything about them. Just because of this stupid small machine that rings every hour in my life. I can really think that I am in charge. That I am the master of my universe. That I know the future. You marry somebody, you thought you know them, and then five years later they changed. One guy told me, he said, I married, my wife married three men. He was a different man in his 20s, different man in his 40s, and now he's a different man in his 60s. Because people change. Can I get a witness? Say amen. amen. People change, but God does not change. Say that again. God does not change. Come on, church. God does not change. What is it that doesn't change about God? Well, you seem, yes, well, that's true. But today, let's look at three things about God that does not change. And so if you're taking notes, if you're not, you should. Because you remember things that you write down 72 hours after you write them down. And when you don't write things down, you forget them. So you should take notes. In church, number one thing that doesn't change about God, which makes him big. Number one, God's knowledge is not limited. God's knowledge is not what? Limited. You say, Pastor James, bro, where did you get that? From the Bible. Look at it. Verse 1 of Psalm 139. You have searched me, Lord. You know me. Everybody say no. You know you know when I sit, when I rise. You perceive my thoughts far, far off. You discern my going and my dying down. You are familiar with all my ways. Listen, God knows what we do, how we think, and what we will say before we think it. God knows about your past, your present, and your future. When you cannot hear from God, you need to practice silence because he knows everything about you. 
God's knowledge of you is not limited by what you don't know. Say that again, Pastor James. God's knowledge of you is not limited by what you don't know. If you walk out of here, you don't know what the sky's going to hate you. You don't know. You don't know how much money you're going to lose in the stock market tomorrow. You don't know it. You don't know if you're going to lose the job tomorrow. You don't know. You don't know who in your family is going to have a heart attack. But just because you don't know it doesn't mean that God, what? Does not know it. Because he already knows the what? Future. Number two. God knows everything about you. So listen carefully. If God knows everything about you, do you really need to think about things in the future that you have no control about? Worrying about the future is like sitting in a rocking chair, moving back and forth from the past into the future mentally. I'm not going anywhere. is not limited. In 2017, don't worry about stuff that has not happened yet. Because you can't fix it. Many people have admitted to me, and I've called myself in church while the pastor's preaching, taking mental notes about future stuff that I'm gonna, that I don't know anything about. Can I help you out? You can't fix the future. Do you, how many of you have lived long enough to make good decisions and they backfire? You, I mean, you had a fast in front of you, you made the very best decision, and then bam, it didn't work out. You did your homework, you did your work, you did everything, and still it didn't work, work out. You can't fix the future. You cannot determine the future. So you might as well do your best and trust God the rest. Or even if you're smarter, you might ask God, God, what, I ne- what do I need to do in the present to prepare for the future? Number two, 
God's presence is not limited by any location. I said, number one, God knows everything. That's how I know my God is safe. He knows everything. Number two, my God is everywhere. Hey, let me fix up a messed up theology that everybody I hear in tongues, and I hear people say it all the time. It's pretty jacked up because it's not a Bible, and it's pretty messed up, but it sounds really good. Everything is God. I am God. I don't
God is present doesn't mean God is present. Now I've got five more minutes and I'm done. So number one, God knows every detail of your life. God knows everything. God is present. And number three, God is powerful. God's power is not limited. God's power is not limited. You said, Pastor James, where did you get that from? Look at your Bible. Look at verse 13. For you created my innermost being. You knit me together in my mother's room. Okay. If you have two-year-olds talking back there, that's a two-year-old to watch. Do you hear everybody? People, this is what I was there. This is what it was. She figured out 18 months ago. Right? Now 18 months ago. That baby was coming, right? Yeah. Before she knew it. And the baby, 
Als ik kerk afkeur, als ik verdediging, ik was kerk, maar ik zie hem niet. Ik zie hem niet. Zo, hij is niet steeds niet klein waar, maar. Ja, ik zie hem Ik was hier tijdens, maar hij had een God had kopjes in de to make her be ready to have a wife. Exactly talked to her and he said when Jesus said. He walked that baby in the mother's walk that what? He was telling me, Pastor Jay, are you poor choice? No! I'm not poor choice. Are you poor life? No! I'm not poor life. I'm poor God. God put a baby in there and I want that baby to come out. Amen? Amen. He he has how do you feel about it? around me and I say three things to myself God does not know God is not here and God is not powerful do you know that that problem is the problem we have since the dying of me Satan comes to us and says hey God Knows that if you eat this, you become just like him. Do you know that God doesn't really care about him? Somebody in here right now, let's see. Can you really tell me that God doesn't know everything? No, God is so just God is cooler about how good you feel if you get that. Whatever I sin, it's me telling God, God. You don't care. I'm going to use something else to make me happy because you don't know what makes me happy. You are trying to stop me. In fact, you know what? You are too small. You're going to find something else to make me happy or to pain me. Well, it's all God. So, I would like to submit to you that and a lot of us who are believers, and some of us who are unbelievers, we all think God is big. That's why we don't want to give him our lives. If we really believe that he was big, we would give him our lives. Let me tell you something secret about him. I thought I could talk. I'm going to tell you something. How many of you want to hear a story? So in Africa, I was growing up, and in that time, young now, the world has changed. It's been 20 years since I moved to America. When I grew up there, we used to have, we used to have dogs, and those dogs were German Shepherds, and they were trained 
to scare people, number one, and number two, to attack them. So our German shepherds did not talk, and they would see the German shepherds, what? How to do it? They would talk something. If you did, if this person did not want, the German shepherds did not want, talk. So people would have signs on their door in that restricted neighborhood that I live in in Africa, they would have signs on their door. Danger. Dog. Do not run. Danger? Dangerous animal. Do not what? So I did I'm walking in my head. And how many of you have seen little kids, five-year-olds, six-year-old kids? They never be walking with their parents. Who knows Little crazy. What do they do? Do they have a walk in that store? I 
was in the doctor, I would be going to work. This girl, bro, he don't laugh. I just stood there. My dad was speaking. And guess whose voice I heard from this? But guess who I was feeling? The Lord. And I said, Oh my God, God, son. Glory! And I said, And later, the guy who pulled up. He got the right next to me. Oh, the same feel that right now I can stand. I was almost going to turn white like Michael Jackson. I was standing right there. And they turned around. Michael Jackson used to be blackboard. So you can tell me later. Only in America can happen. A fine black boy turns on. I'll tell you what. Only in America. You were wondering in Africa. What about that? But I'll tell you later. Did you get that joke? Okay, so he turned around. So the dog turned around and just run back. And he run back. And 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 I got I got to do it. That moment, I didn't feel like that was perfect. I didn't even know what that was. But I heard my dad's voice. Every once in a while, you have God's voice on your head. Every Sunday, you can hear God's voice in the church. You can read it. So when life barks at you, when people bark at you, you you have a big hoop. You learn from that God. And you see what I Amen. God is calling Chicago to reach a hundred more school boys this year. I'd like to see about 50 of them in this church. It's going to take a lot of work, and I need some help. I said, Brad and I, I need you to be preaching. Can we pray? Can we talk to people about it? Can we see a more school board? Can we talk to them? Can we invite them? I said, Brad and I, if you know a more school board between 5th grade and 8th grade, talk to Pastor Brad about them to give them their name. Pressure, and I don't, 